Hi, this is your friend, Haley Crusher Kane, and I'm here with another issue edition podcast of Crusher Talk. Um, I am listening to two sounds simultaneously. One is the Yule Log on YouTube that is crackling on the TV and also the sound of the dishwasher. And both of these together have created a very calming ASMR type scenario. So I don't care if it's noisy. It's great for me. I love it. And if you guys don't know, there is actually a satanic pentagram. That's the word I was looking for. Pentagram Yule Log on YouTube, which I have been really enjoying. Dr. Kane has been enjoying that as well. He is not a huge Christmas person and um, actually opposite of Christmas. He just, um, he likes goat heads and (laughs) chaos. But you know what? You could still have chaos and goat heads with Christmas because you could eat it. You could eat goat, and Christmas is nothing if not chaotic, and the holidays are nothing if not chaotic. Um, so, anyways, I'm here. I wanted to just send some season's greetings to you guys and say hi and say thank you so much for all the support over the past year. And it's been really fun and cute to hear about friends and family who listen to the podcast. I always say the same thing. I don't think about you, not in a mean way. I just don't want to think about anybody listening to it. But at the same time, I really enjoy doing it because it's something I do from the heart and it's something that I just wanted to give out into the world. And it's one of those things where you think, you know, when you start something like this, oh my God, like, Am I going to keep up with it? Like, if I, am I going to, you know, how, how am I going to sustain this? But, um, you know, you guys have been really nice about the fact that sometimes when I'm, you know, overstimulated and, and just don't have the capacity, I'm, I don't come on. But um, I, I come on when I'm able and when I'm able to have a little extra in my cup to spill over to you guys. Um, and right now I have, I have that time. So um, all the positive vibes and sparkly vibes are over right now because I know that you guys are only here for the hot gossip. I'm saying that obviously in jest because I barely ever say anything shady. I really never say anything shady. I certainly wouldn't do it in a public form, forum like this. But you know what? I'm feeling a little sassy tonight and I do feel like this is actually usable information that is helpful. (laughs) So, and I think it could be applied to both musicians, artists, or really, I guess any business situation. I mean, most friendships, relationships, I feel like it's, it works. So basically, um, we had an incredible show recently. Um, you probably know what show it was. If you follow this Substack and you follow the band, um, we had a really great show locally, great crowd. There were, it just, it, the room was buzzing and alive and a little bit drunk, but Hey, it's the holidays. Um, a little tipsy Saturday night. Um, great show. And I'm going to tell you tonight, today, I guess it's five o'clock. Okay. This evening, I'm going to tell you what not to do as a headlining band, but you could apply this to so many other things in life. So let's just try to be as vague as we possibly can. So it works for everyone. So for you musicians out there though, especially new, new people to live, live music settings, this is for you. And, um, I really do follow a special extra kind of friendly creed when it comes to this stuff, because I 
always say hi to the sound person. I always thank everybody. I usually send a follow-up email. Thank you. I mean, I'm so hands-on. It's probably annoying. I'm like literally mailing like flyers, the venue and trying to figure out if all the set times work and just being really involved. So you guys already know that probably. Um, if you're new here, maybe you don't know that, but I'm very hands-on and try to give everybody like credit where it's due and just be nice. Um, but anyways, this is what not to do as a headlining band. So first of all, what not to do, um, basically do not ignore everybody around you. That's actually going to piss everybody off. So when you first like come to a venue basically, and this is not just for headlining bands, I suppose that doesn't really make sense for any band. This is any band. This is any situation or any, any work situation, whatever, do not, um, do not think that you are more important than anybody else. That's what I mean to say. Um, make sure you're saying hello or at least acknowledging the people around you. It's very weird if you, even if you perhaps are nervous or you have anxiety, so you don't want to make eye contact or say hello, that is going to be considered a little bit shady and weird. Um, so make sure you say hi to people, especially people that are quote unquote, you know, under you, um, whether that be like the doorman of a building or an Uber driver or, you know, in this setting, a, a, a opening act, whatever. You don't have to talk to them. You don't have to hang out with them. You don't have to interact at all, but like definitely say hi because the lack of that, and I've had this happen a few times where it's just been like completely like kind of disjointed and like there's no real unity between the bands. And that's one thing, but this was like full on aggressive vibes. So definitely don't do that. Um, don't be aggressive um, and, and strange. Definitely just say hi and just keep the peace, first of all, because that's going to make everything run a lot smoother. Second of all, if you are sound checking in a shared space and the only people in that sound checking area are your act and the opening band, definitely make sure you um, are kind of gracious to them and don't tell them to leave the vicinity because you can't have anyone in your eyesight while you're sound checking. Because aside from it just being absolutely crazy and something I've never experienced, I just don't think that's a thing. It's going to breed ill will. It's going to be talked about on Substack podcasts. It's going to be uh, something that is just getting out there. And it's, it just makes you sound like a very, very crazy person. It makes you seem like you are like on drugs or something. It's just, it's not, it's, it's kind of weird. Okay. So don't make the promoter come over to the table where the opening band is and tell them to please go to a different table in the corner of that venue even though they can hear everything in the venue <laughs> still, they can still hear the sound check. And because there's TVs everywhere, they can still see them sound checking. It's just crazy. Don't do that. Um, number three, um, share the space, share the space. Every single concert has a merch table or a merch area. I'm very cognizant of sharing the space. I actually have a vertical t-shirt hanger thing that I got the idea from, uh, from when we toured Colorado and we played with metal bands because metal bands always have like 8,000 t-shirts and like two cassette tapes. And we were like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like a vertical tower of t-shirts. This is going to save space on the table because we're going vertically. 
and it's kind to the other bands and it's a great way to show off your shirts. So definitely, you know, make, make sure there's some room for the other band, especially if there's only two bands on the bill, definitely make sure that happens. And then when the person comes up and this is hypothetical, when the person comes up with their merch uh, box and puts it on the tiny piece of the merch table that is barely available because there's basically no space available and that merch box barely touches one of the t-shirts that you have put out or one of your, your, um, security guards, your multiple security guards has put out. And I'm not saying just merch people like straight up security guards is from, is what I've heard. Um, in this hypothetical situation, these were security guards. Um, definitely don't go crazy on that person for, literally touching a t-shirt that you're going to be selling with a, a plastic merch container as they are trying to put their merchandise in the tiny little space that is allotted when they have several records to, to sell and the other band in this fake scenario has no records to sell um, and is, has just t-shirts spread out extremely not thoughtfully, not thoughtfully at all. Um, yeah, definitely don't do that because that's just like completely psycho. And, um, it's one of those things where this may sound not dramatic at all, but if I told this to any local band there, they would literally be like having goosebumps and like, just being like, Oh my God, are you serious? How could they, this is unreal. Like somebody call 911. Like it, this is, this is unheard of. Okay. Um, now when you are like loading things up and you are getting your stuff out of the venue, especially after, you know, if the opening band has kind of overshadowed you and made you look kind of bad because they brought a lot of energy and maybe you treat your band terribly. So everybody in your band looks miserable on stage and like doesn't move because they just probably hate their lives. <laughs> um, definitely when you're packing up everything, don't go up to the photographer who graciously came to the event to take photos of the opening band because they are a friend, a very good friend of the opening band. Um, do not demand to get their photo SD card immediately on the spot. Um, and when the photographer says, no, that's not how it works. I'll email them when I get home, whatever. You can't just have my SD card. Don't then pluck it from his hand, take it, and then say you will sue them um, you will sue them. Their, their record label will sue this photographer. Um, if the SD card is not handed over. So don't just like start throwing accusations and then eventually like pluck it from their hand and go backstage with it because then other people have to get involved. And I'm not here to get anyone else involved in the situation, but we know somebody got involved to get that SD card back. I applaud them. Um, at this point, you've probably burned every bridge of every single person that you have interacted with in the venue from the sound person to the person taking the tickets to the promoter, to the other band, to probably your fans, because let me just get to the even craziest part. When you are on stage playing after the opening act, trying to muster some energy and you know, it's hard sometimes because your band probably hates you. Um, Basically, um, don't take all of your merch away from the merch table and hide it somewhere so that literally 
every single one of your fans goes up to the, to the merch table and asks and inquires where your merch is, and suddenly all of your merch that was taking up the entire merch table is mysteriously vanished. Because essentially what you're doing is allowing the opening band to clean up and get tons of merch sales because they came prepared to buy something. You do not have any of your merch out for some reason, and the opening band is going to sell a lot of merch. And you obviously hate that, that opening band with passion for some reason, even though they're the only ones that promoted the show in any way, shape, or form besides the wonderful venue and wonderful promoter. Um, that's just not smart business sense. It's just don't do that. Don't do that. That is something you should not do. Um, definitely have your merch available while you're playing and after when you're playing so that your fans can actually, A, interact with you or your security guards, whatever, um, and B, take home a piece of the evening because they came out and spent money, hard-earned money, to see you play and celebrate you and your band and your music. Whew. Yeah, don't do any of those things, <laughs> okay? Don't do any of those things. And that's all I'm going to say on that matter, but... I guess my initial thought was I could at least twist this so it could be a little bit more like vague so it could work for everybody. But let's just be honest. This is like a thinly veiled, um, you know, what's the word? I'm, I'm, I'm basically um, unloading on you guys. So I apologize for that. A venting. I just, I'm venting. Um, it's, or it's a rant. It's a thinly veiled rant and I'm okay with that if you're okay with that. Um, I don't ever feel like I'm going to be that person that goes online and calls people out because it's just not who I am. And, oh, Dr. Kane is here. Reed, we're, we're recording Pressure Talk. Manning, Manning wants to be involved. Um, but I do feel better bringing that up. So thank you for letting me vent a little bit. Um, I've had some good experiences since the last time we chatted or I chatted at you. Um, I would like to say that Wayward Bakery Baked Goods in uh, Los Osos, California is amazing. Highly recommend. And I would recommend the chocolate croissant. They also have some toasts that look really good. Some of them have smoked salmon on them. Some of them have mushrooms on them. Some of them have eggs on them and other little delicious savory things. And Dr. Kane had a morning bun that was incredible. And also I had a cappuccino that was incredible. Um, just a really good little spot. Um, very cool people. Very nice. Got to go and sit and have coffee with a friend of the Crusher verse, Neil, Neil Breton, who has been a friend and supporter for a very, very long time. I'm trying to think of how many years, but it doesn't matter. What is time? Um, and that was really nice. And I want to promote that business because it was a, just a really nice little breakfasty um, stop. And from what I could see and taste, everything that they make is just totally world-class, totally like French pastry, um, vibes, just French, French cafe vibes, uh, in Los Osos, which is, I, I met somebody from Los Osos at, at that show I was talking about earlier. And I was like, Los Osos is kind of like a crazy litter box for artists and like weirdos. And she went, yes, it absolutely is like a, like a sandbox or something. 
um, because there are no sidewalks really. Um, and the city planning is very topsy turvy and everything's built on sand. It's really probably one of the last wild, weird places to live in the central coast of California. Um, anyways, that place was really great. I highly recommend it. And, um, I would also like to recommend in Morro Bay, uh, my favorite Mexican restaurant. I haven't been there in over a year and it was so awesome to go and get some tacos and that is Taco de Mexico. Uh, if you know, you know, it's incredible. Um, the chili verde taco was out of control. Good. Um, what else? Uh, shout out to my West coast crushers, John Miller and Sam Cole, who came out for this most recent show and did all three of these California shows just really well. And just was so much, um, grace, I guess, just like rolling with the punches, you know, there were certain situations where there would be one practice right before the gig you know, that kind of thing. And also just having to travel, to drive, to go here, there and everywhere. That was really nice. And I'm always surprised, I guess, and in some weird way that people want to do that. But then I, we have the experience and I think that was so fun. Like, of of course people want to go along for the ride. Um, but it's not lost on me how like lucky we are as a band to have really, really good cool people on both coasts. And like, when I say cool, I don't mean like Joe cool, like Joe camel. I mean like just good hangs, casual, nice, no drama, totally down to take a nap in the van. If you have an extra hour, totally down to go get food wherever is good, not picky about, you know, not particular about where we're sleeping, where we're eating, whatever, and just kind of enjoying the moments while they're there and just just enjoying it because that is exactly what shows and tours and all that is about. Uh, not every show is the most well attended. Not every, some shows are extremely awesome and well attended. And then you have other elements that happen that are disappointing or kind of put a bad taste in your mouth. So you can't have five stars across the board on every experience ever, no matter what Instagram tells you, whatever FOMO tells you, most people are having like a two-star experience (laughs) with, you know, some four and five-star experiences thrown in there. I mean, perhaps it's equal good and bad, um, but we definitely know one thing for sure. And that is most people are not having as much fun as they appear to be online. And that definitely includes myself. Definitely includes myself. Um, What else? Um, I think that's it. I just wanted to come on and say happy holidays and just rant a little bit. Um, we don't really have anything coming up right now. We are working on a couple shows for the new year. Um, they would be up here in the central coast of California. Um, I can't really say yet because we are working on dates, but I think one of those shows might be one of our crazy creative summer crush events, but it will be a winter crush version, of course. Um, where we do some art kind of arty art project stuff where we have trash to treasure situations happening and sets and paints and some creative people involved that'll make it really bizarre and cool. Um, and so I will let you guys know as soon as that happens, um, on the music front, uh, we just got some of the, well, all of the lead guitar tracked for the new songs that are going to be coming out, new singles. 
Um, and those are going to Paul Rossler in L.A. to mix and kind of like shape up into actual songs that will be actually released. Um, uh, Lust for Life. I was going to say Lust, Lust to Love because we have two songs that are sound almost exactly the same. Two covers. Um, uh, Lust for Life. No. <laughs> yes, Lust for Life. Not Lust to Love. Lust for Life has been played on Sirius XM lately and that's been really really cool to see and um I'm kind of toying with the idea of doing a video we'll see about that but you know holidays are coming up we're all going to be visiting friends and family and doing stuff and um the way I think about it it's just like the holidays not only are they a time to unplug and just kind of like get perspective on the new year and what we're going to do coming up and how we feel and maybe doing some reflective exercises, thinking about what happened the previous year, like what worked, what didn't work, what can we improve upon or integrate, like what mistakes were made that brought growth and what challenges were presented that brought new ways of thinking about things. I mean, there's so much to journal and list and think about. That's what I do. That's what I like to do in the beginning of the year is basically just scribble all over the place. Um, but it's also a time for like deep conscious work and taking time on those projects where maybe you felt like you couldn't get into it because there's always that nagging notification bell or an email or a call or something else you have to do. And I'm not just speaking for me. I think I'm speaking for most people who have jobs that, um, that nagging feeling that there's always something to do to make money is just kind of there all the time. And the fact that the world shuts down between, you know, December, whatever, it's the 18th today, around this time, um, I suppose on Friday is when things really shut down, uh, Thursday, Friday, and don't open back up until, I mean, at least for the music industry, I feel like it's mid-January. <laughs> um, there's no bookers that are answering emails. There are no publications really that are trying to uh, publish your stuff or try to do premieres. Like it's just not a great time. And also everyone's attention is with friends and family and rightfully so as it should be. Um, but my point being, aside from just completely disconnecting, which I think is good and healthy, it's, it's also a good time to connect with yourself because you don't have those distractions and the world is more or less kind of snoozing, kind of napping. So I guess my intention for you guys and hope would be that you take a little bit of that time for yourself, um, whatever that means for you, and just really enjoy like the peace and quiet that we just don't get in 2023. And we're just not going to get ever again, thanks to the fact that uh, this thought completely destroys me when I think about it. Um, this is the thought that destroys me. Conversations never end anymore. <laughs> think about it. Think about all your text messages. There's no end. There's no hanging up the phone like, okay, bye. Every text message is just an, a message that is going to be like probably continued at some point, you know, for the people you're texting with most often. Um, your email inbox is never going to be at zero. At least for me, it's not. And that that's just where we're at. So to have time where like at least there's just not more junk mail coming into the phone and into the email box and all these things. It's just, I don't know. It's a very, very simple pleasure. So I hope you enjoy that. 
I hope you make some gingerbreads. My dad gave me this great Barbie gingerbread caravan that looks like it's not tasty to eat, but fun to create. And it's like a hot pink van, like a van life Barbie, um, hashtag van life Barbies, uh, um, gingerbread house. So I'm going to make that hopefully. (laughs) Uh, we'll see. I have actually been really wanting to make one. Um, and every time I go to buy one, I get discouraged by my better half who is grumpy and says my grumpier half, I should say, who is just like, are you not going to actually make that? But where he might've been true that I probably wouldn't have made like the boring one, or I would have gotten bored with the building of it and just started like creating, I don't know, like something totally different. I am very invested in making this Barbie van life dream come true. So if I do that and when I do that, I will definitely post a picture of that. Um, so hopefully you have some fun crafts. Like maybe you're making some friendship bracelets, maybe like you've got knitting project or like you've saved a bunch of stuff. Like you're going to wait and do during this time, whether it's like writing or organizing or scrapbooking, if anyone does that anymore, um, or even baking, I'm excited to do some baking, um, during the slow time. Just, I hope you get that time. I hope you don't squander it and stay off social media as much as you possibly can. Um, try not to binge too many shows, definitely indulge, but don't, don't go too crazy. Everything in moderation, especially moderation, but you know, I think last holiday I stayed up to like two in the morning every night and couldn't sleep and was watching Catherine the Great on my laptop for, I don't know why. I just, sometimes when you're at, you got nothing going on and it's, you're just eating and sleeping and there's not, not much else happening. It's like, I don't know. I go into like consume mode and I think I ate an entire package of salami as well. Yeah. That was last year, I think. Um, it was real salty. I I wouldn't recommend that. Um, I probably gave myself, I mean, I'm not going to get gout, but if I was going to get gout, I feel like now it's, I feel like the, the tables have tipped a little bit or turned that, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, don't get gout, enjoy your forced meats, pet all the dog's bellies, Sip some eggnog. Don't go too crazy because, you know, it's hard to digest that stuff. Nobody nobody digests eggnog. It's just not a thing. We don't have the eggnog gene. Um, And, yeah, have a wonderful, awesome, cozy time. Uh, Until next time, um, I guess. Oh, my gosh. Almost Happy New Year. Um, Take care, and I'll talk to you later. Bye.